the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Andy. And uh, she's my daughter. And she's been around our car repair company for an easy 25 years. And today, she actually, um, she, on her, I'll tell you what her business card says. It says that she, <laughs> what what does it say? <laughs> Full-time babysitter of the men at Salem Boys. That's exactly right. Full-time babysitter of the men at Salem Boys. Yes. And uh, and so and that perfectly describes your job perfectly. <laughs> um, Gil, can you can you pot up the beginning of that and then let me know when you're ready? Andy's never heard uh, the spot about seek professional help about Mark, and I was hoping <laughs> we could we could play that again. So I don't know if you can snippet that out of. Uh, this station is not responsible for the problems that Mark may cause for the following: wives, mothers, daughters, ex-wives, grandmothers, great-grandmothers, stepmothers, daughters, and in-laws. If you find yourself agreeing with everything Mark says, please seek professional help. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> How long has that been playing? <laughs> well, actually, it's been playing for quite a while. Jeremy, one of the engineers yeah. at KKNT, he snuck that in one time, and, and I he thought I would be mad. And, and I said, I know my wife and family helped you make that. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> I know you didn't, but um, it, it, it's part of we. I ask for permission to put it at the beginning of the show, even before the intro. And that, they, they honored oh, me by doing that. That is hilarious. It is. It, it really is. It, it opens the scale for just about anything. You know, it's a rough and a rough and tumble show, so it's easy wow. to get uh, sidetracked. That's hilarious. I'm going to take Bruce in just a second, but Larry Harker's Auto Repairs at 38th Avenue and in Indian School. And he is a great guy for diagnostics. I send cars from the west side, the northwest, the southwest, the entire west side of the shop, north to south. I send to Larry Harker's Auto at 38th Avenue in Indian School. Bob's been working there since 1967. Bob and Ellen own and run it. They have auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, but he's really good at that one-time only kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I honk the horn and my wipers come on that kind of stuff or no and if you're if you start off with nobody can fix this i've had it to three other shops that's exactly the one bob will uh, jump in and fix so if you need your vehicle serviced and you live near 38th avenue in any school then go ahead but you can drive from anywhere in the valley and he's one of the best diagnosticians i've ever met bob at larry harker's auto the owner 38th avenue in indian school bruce good morning how can we help you good morning and hello to everyone. I've got a vexing cooling problem on a 99 Nissan Pathfinder. Okay. Um, it's got about 240,000 miles on it. And just recently, I'm losing coolant. Can't tell where. It's not down the crankcase. I'm looking at maybe a little 
moisture residue in the uh, oil cap. Not much. Real strange thing is, if I turn the heater on, I'm getting uh, moisture in the cab, coolant. Okay. Um, there's no oil in the radiator cap either. Not no smell of hydrocarbon there. Okay. I'm about to put in about a half a bottle of bars leak, but I just thought I'd give you a chance. Um. Well. Um, Bars Leak is one of the many sealers. We we like a, a, a different sealer called K-Seal, K as in king. Um, we use that for mm-hmm. head gaskets and stuff like that, and the uh, the performance of that particular sealer has outperformed anything I've ever had since 1968. So I've, we're wow. hanging our head, but, but let's talk about this. The diagnostic procedure is not going to be within your realm, but let me explain it to you. If what you say is true and we got a heater core leak and we're either going to have a passenger side floorboard wet or there's a drain that goes from the evaporator case outside the vehicle onto the ground. So we're going to look, we're going to take a camera and go up that rubber drain and see if we can see wetness, green wetness, orange wetness, whatever coolant you got. We're also going to, we're going to pressurize the cooling system and we're going to pinch off both heater hoses and come back in 20 minutes, and if the cap is a 15-pound cap and I've got 15 pounds of pressure in it, and I come back in 15 minutes and it still has 15 pounds of pressure in it, I go, ching the rest of the cooling system is intact. Then I undo my two clamps, and I walk away and come back in 15 minutes, and I got 5 pounds of pressure in it. So I know okay. the heater core is leaking, and that's going to be expensive. So he, he could do, you know, the seal he's talking about, mm-hmm. or he could bypass the heater core, the... The downside to bypassing it would be, um, obviously, you'd have no heat, but the upside Three days is, in. <laughs> yeah, the the positive is it's so much less money. money to yeah. bypass it than it is to replace it. But but you're going to lose your defrost too, and that's kind of a problem. Yeah. And 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 it and and here's something else too. You're going to have better air conditioning because without pumping hot water through that heater core, which is in the evaporator case, the same place the evaporator is for your air conditioning system, you're going to probably gain two, three, four degrees. That's why a lot of the old timers want us to put a ball valve on one of their heater hoses so they can shut off the hot water of the heater because we get a little better cold air out of your AC. So and I want you to take both hands and rub the carpeting very briskly on the passenger side of the uh, car. If there's any wetness there and you, your hands come up and they have a slight oil consistency on them, then your, your heater core diagnosis is good. Here's the good news. If this was a head gasket, I noticed you kept talking about the oil cap and the radiator cap and all that kind of yeah. stuff. If this was a head gasket, here's the classic symptoms. Hey, Mark, I drive around all day long and everything's fine. I park my car at night, and the next morning I start it up, and it misses kind of bad for a little while, and I'll rev it up, and then all of a sudden it mysteriously quits, and everything's fine throughout the day. Now, I am seeing that I'm having to add a quart of coolant into the overflow every once in a while when it drops below the ad mark. Bingo. We got a head gasket problem. So in your particular case, I think you've diagnosed it quite well. I think you're right about the heater core being a problem. And if you go to defrost, I think you're going to find that there's droplets of coolant on the bottom of your windshield that are going to be oily. Yep. And when that happens, then you, you are definitely right. Now, I want you to look at the hoses and the connections outside in the engine compartment. And if it's got yep. screw clamps on it, I want you to put a half a turn or so on each one of those screw clamps. Because here's the deal. If the clamps come loose, we're going to squirt coolant into the evaporator case. <laughs> 
okay? We're going to lose yep. coolant, but it's going to go into the case and out the drain. It's not really going through the heater core. You're still going to get Got the it. same activity, but put a couple of, you know, put, don't break anything. And also with your left hand, support the connection. So with your hand in connection, then you take your nut driver and put, you know, just try to put however much you can put on it and then see what happens. Okay? Okay. I will say that the uh, carpet is bone dry. The carpet's, okay, okay. And I'm, I can lose more than a gallon of coolant in a day. Oh, wow, that's a that's big a lick. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, that changes it, too. Well, yeah, that changes it. You, you could go rent, I think, a pressure tester at some auto parts store. But so you're going to, you know, and again, all, all you, do you have any needle nose vice grips? Yeah. Okay. You're going to not want to use needle nose vice grips to pinch the hose. You're going to want to put some 3-8 fuel line on both of the needle nose so that you, you're going to squeeze right. the hose with rubber. And so uh, if you want to do that, then go rent a pressure tester. And if you lose pressure and you and then you undo the heater hoses and you lose pressure and you, you block the heater hoses and you don't lose pressure, then um, you and I have diagnosed it right. Okay? Thank you. Are you as long welcome. as it's not the water pump and thermostat on this motor. No, no. The water pump's got a weep hole on the bottom of it, so it's going to leak center yeah. motor right behind the, the right. thing. So, no, no. You, you have you, – you didn't say anything about leaking on the ground. What's that? You didn't see anything leaking on the ground. You didn't say anything that you saw anything on the ground. Drips when this thing gets hot. Okay. And uh, I get drips off the overflow tank. Not, you know, not blowing a lot of material. Okay. Well, if that's the case, does it have a radiator cap? Or does it, is, yep. the, is the coolant tank pressurized? No, it's not pressurized. It has a coolant cap of 13 pounds, a radiator oh. cap. Okay, so you're you're blowing coolant past the 13-pound cap into the overflow, which then overflows the overflow. Just a little bit. Okay, well, I'd put a new cap on it because if it's an eight, if it's all of a sudden an eight-pound cap and it's supposed to be a 13-pound cap, then all of a sudden we're in a completely different ballpark. Okay, I'll look that up. It's currently a 13. Oh, I know, but it if it, if the cap's no good is what he's saying. Right. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. So, so the first step might be to replace the cap and see if that takes care of uh, some portion of your coolant loss. Yeah. See, oh, what we do, we take the cap and we put it on an adapter on the same thing. That we, we take our pressure tester and we take your cap off and we put the pressure tester on the cap. Now we start pumping it up. Okay. I look at the cap. It's right. 13 pounds. I'm going to put 13 or 14 in your system. I have an adapter that I put on that, and I screw your cap on the adapter. Then I start pumping. I want to see get to 13, and then when I push again and it goes to 14, I want to hear, because it's letting go of the extra pressure. But if I'm pumping it up and it's six pounds, I hear, I know the cap's bad. So that's what I'm talking about. Besides the uh, uh, heater core, I may just lose them a little bit in up, because I do about 100 miles a day. Well, here's what bothers me, though. You said that you moisture's coming out of the vent, and the overflow has nothing to do with that. So there's no transition. It's hard for me to, 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 to gum from, I got a bad radiator cap, and I'm overflowing the coolant jug, to where I've got a mist coming out of the vents in the cab. That, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a jump I can't make. So The last thing would be uh, the pressure test first. 
Yeah, the pressure um, test and check the cap. Clamping down and bypassing. Yeah. Yep, okay. that's the first thing. Excellent. All right, good luck. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I want to go back to the $7,000, $5,000 estimate, okay? okay? All right. Power steering hose is leaking. It's not needed. It, like we talked about wetness. Mm-hmm. We talked about wetness versus a leak. Mm-hmm. If the customer And the customer should say, oh, I have a power steering leak. Oh, where's it at? Well, the high-pressure hose is leaking. And we're going to want to do a flush, and between the two of them, it's almost $200. Well, I haven't been adding any fluid. I haven't seen anything on my driveway. Oh, it's, 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 it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Well, how come I'm not adding any fluid, and how come I don't see anything on my driveway? How come I never see that? Yeah. I think I think before anything, people because a lot of people don't even check their fluids these days. So I think typically you'll hear, "Well, I'm getting a noise when I'm turning the steering wheel." Yeah. Oh, oh you're right. okay. Before they, I mean, because a lot of people, like I said, don't even check their fluids. So once you're hearing the noise, it's definitely low. And you have to be a. There has to be an accompanying leak. Yes. So we're we're low because we're leaking. Yeah. So there has to be something somewhere. Sure. And if the power steering pump's leaking, as you drive down the road, if it's leaking, it's going to be blowing. It, the, the drops are falling, and then the wind underneath it carries it across the sure. bottom of the chassis. Sure. So you should be able to lift it up in the air and see and follow the oil trail right to where it's leaking. Yeah. That's So anyway, three engine mounts. Uh, and then they go, they, they got greedy. Power steering hose and flush, that's $200. And then we need a power steering pump. Not only is the hose leaking, but the pump is leaking, and that's $1,300. So now all of a sudden we're in big time dollars oh, for yeah. somebody who doesn't have anything leaking on the ground and yeah. isn't adding any fluid because of the symptoms you described. Yeah. It's kind of a yeah, 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 yeah. Or a whine. A whine because your fluid's low. Then you got the serpentine belt, poor condition, depends on the mileage, and that's $352. The cabin filter, they pulled the cabin filter out of this, we're told, and it was clean. They put it right back in, shop number two, mm-hmm. put it right back in and said, you don't need the cabin filter, which is $90. Mm-hmm. The wiper blades are streaking. Who the hell would know if the wiper blades are streaking except the person that's driving it? <laughs> yeah. You see what or I'm saying? the tech turned them on and <laughs> used them, yeah. Okay, 70 bucks for the wiper blades, mm-hmm. okay? Then spark plugs, and they looked at the mileage, and they go, oh, based on your spark plugs, you need spark plugs. But they didn't say, when was the last time you put plugs in it? Yeah. And then fuel system service for 296 Holy mackerel. Yeah. And that's one of those things where you say, what symptom are you going to fix with your suggested repair? Yeah. And that's when you hear, because they're not going to have an answer. But if I was going to recommend a fuel system, I'm going to fix the clatter in the morning. I'm going to fix the pre-ignition. I'm going to fix the hard starting. And I and you have an erratic idle. I'm going to fix that. Now, not all of those, but one of those I'm going to fix with this. Yeah. So those are the symptoms you would have that would necessitate a fuel system service. 602-508-0960. The phone will be answered by Gil. Gil just recently got out of jail. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, he did. He just got out of jail, and he's running the board. He's a really good guy. He's exactly the kind of guy that you'd want living next door to you, but at nighttime, you'd want to keep track of him. <laughs> and there's where we need the disclaimer. <laughs> and that's where we need the disclaimer. 602-508-0960. Gil will answer your phone. We'll be back right after this. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. 
2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB Online Directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Earnings vary based on your effort. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's workshop, text EASY to 82000. Seating is extremely limited. Text in the next 10 minutes and you'll also receive a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. Text EASY to 82000. That's EASY to 82000. Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Sitting next to me is Andy. She's a seasoned veteran of the car repair industry. And uh, she's the babysitter for all the guys at the shop, including me. Um, I let, let's go to the phones because we're, we're locked up right now. Jim, Jim, you're up first. How can I help you? Uh, well, I've got a 98 Mazda B4000 uh, four-wheel drive uh, manual transmission. And it, about a month ago, it picked up a wine in third gear and fifth gear. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So, really, advice on this. Uh, should I be looking for a new vehicle? No. Um, are, if, are you thinking about buying a new one? Uh, a new it's one. A, it's a 98, so... Uh, <laughs> How many miles does it have on it? Uh, about 220. Okay. Wow. Well, I, I think with thir- three and four, you got a noise. But but if you're going to buy a new vehicle, let me tell you that I can buy you and your wife dinner twice, and I can fix this for less than the tax and license on a new vehicle. Okay. That's number one. Number two is even if this was a $2,000 job, that truck's worth $200 a month to you. So at 10 months, you have made up in use the cost of the $2,000 repair. Here's what you have to be careful of. You got to make. You got to look that shop in the eye, and you say, "I'm not playing for guessing." You're telling me you're going to take the transmission out, rebuild it, and put it back in. You're going to fix this wine in third and fourth gear. No ifs, ands, or buts. Third and fifth, actually, but yeah. yes. Okay. So another thing that I would think you'd want to do is is let's drain and refill the the uh, transmission, and let's make sure we use the right fluid. And that doesn't mean we have to go to Toyota or Nissan, we don't, or Mazda. We don't have to do that. There are specifications that we can add Chevron or Valvoline or Shell. We can we can add fluid to that. So let's just change the fluid and see. 
sometimes the fluid change will make it worse but there's no question that your transmission problem is inside and I, i'll challenge you on this when you're when the transmission's making noise i bet if you take your hand off the knob and slide it down to the shaft of the shifter that you can actually feel it if you move the shifter 12 o'clock six o'clock three o'clock nine o'clock if you just move it enough but don't throw it out of gear i'll bet you can feel the noise in those two gears um, yes, it's a uh, manual transmission. I understand. I understand. Um, and th- th- there is some vibration in it. For me, it's really hard to tell uh, whether the, the vibration is just normal vehicle vibration or, uh, or in the, the shifter. I can feel it in the clutch when I'm putting it in the third gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I have taken it to uh, Action Auto and had them listen to it, and they said, yes, there's a whine. Then they said something about the cluster in there for third and fifth gear. Yes. And um, they said, you know, at this point, there's nothing we can do about it. They checked the, the fluid. The fluid was changed about 10,000 miles ago. Do you think it's worth changing it again? No. 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 I, I would say, too, you can't really, um, I mean, it, it sounds like a transmission shop needs to look at this. And you can't really make a decision until you know what the cost of rebuilding it or, you know, the fix is. At this point, yeah, and, and, and let me let me. I noticed he said four wheel drive, which added another sure. two hundred dollars to the R and R time. Take it out, put it back in, because now we got to deal with a transfer case. But it also makes his car more valuable. Oh, it does, and there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. So it's really a matter of I'm going to tell you that there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to spend twenty five hundred dollars or more to pull it out, fix it, and put it back in. I mean, that's. That's that's the minimum I'm thinking because I'm thinking we've probably got six, seven, eight hundred dollars in and out. Yeah, and from there we've got to take the transmission somewhere and have it built. Yeah. Now we would send ours to a shop that doesn't do retail. Yeah, but let me tell you, um, Tom at Action has access to A and S transmissions up there, Algiers Towers, and he's also a wholesaler. But Tom could pull it. I probably would take it to Alger and let him drive it. Yeah, or he could go to Adolph's. Uh, yeah, yeah, he could go to I Adolph's, that's too. that's a little bit probably farther from you. But, but it's, it's, if the guy that's going to rebuild it, so Tom, if you said, Tom, who's going to rebuild it if we're going to do this? Um, he says, um, I'm going to have A&S Automatic and Standard is what it stands for. But he's a wholesale guy. He doesn't take uh, retail traffic. So Tom could send it, take it out and send it to him and say, here, you rebuild this. Once he got the side case off of it, he'd know right away what the, what the deal is. So the transmission guys are really good. But there's only two guys I would trust for that. One of them is north and one of them is south. So I, I think you'll have to make a, 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 you'll have to use a shop to get to those guys. But um, that, that that's not a bad idea. But even if it was $4,000, let's pretend it's $4,000. If it's a $4,000 repair, still $200 a month into that is 20 months. So the truck's paid you back in 20 months. The question is, is what else will happen in that 20 months? Is this a monster that all of a sudden we have to feed? But again, new tax and license on a new truck is going to be three or $4,000 no matter what. Easy, no matter what. So those are the options you have. Okay? Okay. So is, is that something that I should do right away, or can I just live with the wine for a while and uh, and see what happens? I I think if you're going to plan on keeping it and fixing it, you should have it done now because something is eating itself up there, and right now we have some specific damage. But as soon as we start sending flakes of metal throughout, then all of a sudden we've got all kinds of problems. 
So if you're going to deal with it, I would certainly deal with it. Sooner than later. Thank you for that. Sooner than later. All right. Thank you very much. And Larry, you're up next. How can I help you, Larry? Hi. um, We have a 2014 Honda Civic. It is a um, IC24, the 2.4 liter. And uh, it was my grandson's car, and we bought it because it was a Honda, and nothing's ever supposed to go wrong with a Honda. Well, shortly after we got it, it had under 40,000 miles on it, and shortly after we got it, the clutch went out. So we had a clutch put in. Okay. Then, after that, the linkage jammed up, and he could get um, the main, you know, the the odd numbers, you can get, or the odd numbers, you can get one, three, and five, two, yeah. three, and I guess it was six, or maybe I have that reversed. I That's don't okay. know. I understand but, what you're saying. Yeah, and if, for whatever reason, something happened in the linkage and the transmission. We took it back to the same guy that worked on the um, clutch, uh, clutch, and you know he he messed around with it for a long time and got it loose. Uh, and I'm not quite sure he knows how he got it loose, but, you know, he got it loose. Uh, and he's not a transmission expert. Okay. But the, but my thought is, and the concern is, does it sound like there's something inherently wrong going with this transmission system? No. Uh, no. How old's your grandson? He's 20. Okay. I is think it, I think that's where your problem is at. Is it in the way it's being driven and shifted, do you think? Well, let me tell you something. Um, I would bet, I would bet big money that nobody out there that owns a shop is going to say that we've had a Honda Civic with a 24 valve come in from a grandma and have the shift forks bent <laughs> and blow the clutch at 40,000 miles. That's a 150, 180,000 mile clutch. So when you tie the clutch together with a 20-year-old young man with a 24-valve hot rod Honda, one and one equals two. And okay. and so this is not an inherent problem. We saw um, we saw a Rav four or uh, I think oh, it was. Oh, I got to take a break. Oh yeah, we'll be right back. Stay right there. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, 
Heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday on Middle East Radio Forum, we will once again tackle the conflict in the Middle East and ask the question that has the obvious answer. Can peace be made with those who seek to destroy you? That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in result. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to quickly go through what we got to do, and then we're going to go back to Larry real quick. But... Strictly Diesel and Repair Service is up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road in Phoenix. Strictly works on diesels, light, foreign, and domestic diesels. They're really good at what they do. They're open Monday through Friday. They sell parts 24 hours a day at their website. So if you want a programmer or a chip or you want to know what kind of exhaust is available, then Strictly Diesel's website would be a great place to go. Again, Strictly Diesel. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak in North Phoenix, good place. If you have diesels, light truck, foreign and domestic, they can handle it. Let's go back to Larry. Larry, you had one yes, other sir. question. Sure. Go ahead, sir. If you, no. Did you have oh, a, I mean, it, yeah, it's, no, the, the only thing that I wanted to try and clarify is the guy that took it apart and got the linkage working again, he didn't say anything about the force being bent, but he also qualified he's not an expert on manual transmissions, especially Honda. So uh, it, it sounds like basically what your thought is it's more like the way it's being driven than anything inherently wrong. Okay. I can answer the issue about forks. The forks are within the transmission. He couldn't see those. Oh, okay. okay. So we, we were stuck in between a couple of gears. And, and by manipulating the forks, by manipulating the shifter, he lucked out. And he got got it out of stuck part and or no part, and he got it to work good. 
Um, most of us old gray-haired guys know how to do that as well, but it's a temporary at best fix. It's not an inherent problem. I think the problem, and I, with all due respect, I think the problem is the twenty-year-old kid with a hot rod Tonda. I mean, well, I, kind of, you know, I, I usually agree with that. Okay, thank you, thank you very much. What we saw one come in. I was beginning to say it before the break. Is it was a Rav Four, and um, she said it was smoking at stoplights, and it's just been smoking at stoplights. But she's continued to drive it. Well, it came in, and the clutch was completely just disintegrated oh my god she got I'm showing, showing me a I'm picture showing him a picture right now and um so anyways i you know all the guys are just cannot even believe how bad this is how did she drive it in here well, she towed it in. Okay, okay. Because she had been driving it for six months smoking at stoplights. Okay. <laughs> and um so long story short come to find out in the last 25,000 miles she's put three clutches in it Okay. And she got it from her dad. So he never had this problem in 80,000 miles. And then now... Got three clutches. Yeah. So um, so perhaps some driver training with a manual transmission sure. would be appropriate. But the picture you showed me, the bell housing is filled with asbestos. And both sides of the clutch are metal to metal. Yeah. So there is no asbestos left on the clutch. Yeah. So it's wiped out completely, 100%. It's God knows how she drove it. Yeah. Nevertheless, let's move on. Richard, thank you for holding, Richard. And, and Kevin, you too. Richard, you're next. How can I help you? Thanks, Mark. I always wanted to talk to this radio show, and I'm really happy to hear you. It's a good show. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, um, I, I on that comment that guy had that banging noise uh, that he couldn't seem to find or get rid of. Uh-huh. I had a similar problem on my Silverado. I bought a, um, a S or a, a Z71 for my buddy. It was a, a, a year 2000. Okay. And it has the 5.3 V8. Uh, motor in it, and okay. it was like in. I, I read up on it, and it inherently had the tappet uh, noise and that kind of thing when you first started it up. So I, I looked at uh, what because uh, my buddy had taken care, pretty good care of it and everything. It's just a, a total cherry. I mean, I got seventy thousand miles on it when I bought it in two thousand ten, mm-hmm. and I mean it's still brand new. It's like a hundred and twenty thousand on it now. But I, I changed my oil. I went from a uh, 530 weight to a 1030 weight, and then I put uh, full synthetic in there, and that seemed to just that the noise went away. Now I have a little bit of a tapping noise in the morning when it's cold, and I noticed when I, I went out there and I could hear it, and I, I didn't think about it, but it sounds like it's the power steering pump, the little rotor that goes around. If it goes low, then it starts you can hear the okay pump. no if oh, it was the power steering around. pump if it was a power steering pump you could sit in the car you could listen to the noise and you would take and spin the steering wheel left or right and it would change um, I don't know that I've ever heard a power steering pump make a- any kind of noise like that um, the pump is either not going to work or it's going to work so uh-huh. it's 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 not going to be a banging noise but the five three does have a camshaft problem and we get clatter out of it when we start wearing. It's got roller lifters, and we wear out the roller lifters, and then we start eating up the lobes. There's two things that happen. We get a clatter noise, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. We're shedding metal like crazy. And at the same uh-huh. time, we're, we're eating up everything, and the, we'll have a drivability problem because, again, we don't have the valves opening and closing in the synchronization we need them as well as how right. long, the duration. Your, uh-huh. your, your problem by going from a 530 to a 1030 is not a problem for high mileage cars, but that could have been the catalyst to make your car clatter in the morning where it didn't, or it, it, it clatter in the morning because it didn't 
before with the 530, and that's because it 530 flows like a five weight when it's cold. And right, of course no, but it, cla- it clattered even worse when the 530 is in there. So I'm yeah. saying that, okay. that that clattering it went away. That's not the same noise at all. At all, that okay. that part of the tap thing went away, or the the camshaft. Now, and the uh, a symptom was is I looked down in the power steering unit in the, in the pump, and, and I noticed that the fluid is like black, so it's not like clear. <laughs> okay, well, okay. if you have a so, noise associated with the power steering, I'm I'm trying to drive this point home to you. Uh-huh. It's going to be power steering related, which means it's steering wheel related. So if you were to put your hand on top of the power steering pump where the, the uh, cap is or, or grab a hold of the fluid housing, you'd be uh-huh. able to feel a bad rotor. But I'm going to change your question and say this. Mark, when was the last time you had a noise from a power steering pump? And the answer might very well have been, I don't remember one in the last 10 years. Now, there is a difference here because the bracket can break on the power steering pump. And it could make a noise when you turn it right or left, but it's not the pump. It's the brackets broken. So, oh, And okay. how you would figure that out is you'd put a big bar, and you would pry on the bracket, and the noise would come and go, depending on the position of the bar, as you pushed the bracket broken part away from itself or pushed it towards itself. Then you would know the bracket's broken. And that oh, okay. would never go away. That would be there all the time. But i got to run because I'm up against a break. And, Kevin, please stay there because we'll be back right after this. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-900-1149. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. That's 1-800-900-1149. That's 1-800-900-1149. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. The unbounded enthusiasm for Oprah Winfrey's prospective presidential run illustrates the Democrats' tendency to prioritize personality above policy. Nobody knows where Oprah stands on issues of the day or what style of governance she'd favor, but Democrats know she is a popular personality and that's enough for them. Barack Obama enjoyed similar popularity among Democrats. His brief pre-White House career displayed few practical achievements or even a coherent philosophy, but inspiring speeches about hope and change gave him an almost magical appeal. In approaching President Trump, of course, Democrats also prefer to ignore substance and to concentrate on style. Liberals would rather scold the latest presidential tweet than consider the booming economy or the lowest black unemployment rate ever measured. The GOP shouldn't help them in this effort, but must focus relentlessly on the nation's pressing issues rather than the president's personality. I'm Michael Medved. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. 
Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem and Andy sitting next to me. She's my daughter. She's been around the car repair business for better than 25 years. And she's used to dealing with uh, problems at the front counter. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that because that's a good thing. So let me tell you real quick uh, about Action Auto Repair. We actually talked about Action a few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Action is up at I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner. He served North Phoenix for a very long time, since 1983. Tom, I know personally. I know of his character. I know of his integrity. I know that he's honest. And on top of all of that, he's a fisherman. He's a world-class fisherman, so if you like to fish, you get an oil change, you make sure Tom's there, and you sit in the lobby and talk fish with him. That's the easy part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if you want, you can tell him Mark Salem will pick up the oil change bill. He'll laugh, but he'll still make you pay for it. <laughs> but Tom at Action, I-17 in Deer Valley, he's a good guy. Kevin, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, I'm calling on behalf of my father. I can't make his phone, so hopefully you got all the answers to the questions you might ask. But uh, I'm calling about a company called Lab One. wondering if you've ever heard of it. They do oil analysis. Yes. Yes. Do you guys recommend them? Are they a reputable company? We don't use them. We've developed a relationship with another company, but tell me what the situation is. Why are you asking these questions? So he's got a 2013 uh, Duramax, and he noticed that the oil might have been just a little higher than it was when he filled it last, and he doesn't know if he's just seeing things or uh, if something's leaking in there. So he wanted to send it in and get it tested. We're, he's looking at lab one. Okay. Well, that that that's something I, I would think any lab would be able to handle. I think he's just jumped from step one to step 47. <laughs> I mean, he has skipped a lot in the middle. How many miles does the vehicle have? Uh... 30,000? Yeah. I mean, we've just... Um, it, it. I think that's a 12-quart system, something around there. Is I he, don't have you on, here. but just shake your head. I think it's a 12-quart <laughs> system, and I'm not quite sure that how long he, 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 he lost the oil. I don't know if it was 5,000 or 10,000 miles. I mean, that's that thing could run 10,000 miles on an oil change. Yeah, you said it's over full, right? Yeah, it's 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 higher than he thinks he filled it last time. Okay, well, I don't know if it's over full or it's just higher on the dipstick than it was. Okay, I, I'm unless the oil is milky. I'm going to turn you turn mm-hmm. you on now, Mister uh, Ford guy. Unless the oil's milky, which would indicate coolant, and it would be a green mm-hmm. tint or it would be an orange tint. That's correct. Well, a lot of it depends on who did the oil change. Did he do the oil change? Did someone else do the oil change? How long did they let it sit before they made sure that the engine oil was full? How long is he letting right. it sit before he checks the oil? Okay. If you if you 
do the oil change and you put 12 quarts in it, start it up, fill the filter, let it run for a minute, shut it off, walk around 30 seconds later and check the, the dipstick and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a quart low. Put a quart in it. Well, after 10 minutes when all that oil finally gets back down to the sump, you're right. overfilled. And it depends too, right. same way. Is when are you checking? It needs to sit yeah. for at least 10 minutes before you check the oil level. Let me pose this to oh, you. Yeah. Okay, he's got a, an injector leaking. Okay, so he's diluting the oil to some extent. He's diluting the oil. What other symptom would he have if he had a fuel contamination? Well, there'd be drivability issues. There might exactly. be a hard start until he builds up the fuel pressure again. Mm -hmm. There, there mm -hmm. possibly could be black smoke or white smoke. But right. he, it's a 2013 with 30,000 right. miles. I, okay. I think this all has to do with yeah. the way they're filling and checking the oil. There's okay. certain time frames that you have to pay respect for. Well, that's what I mean. He, he jumped a bunch of steps, right. um, and, and we've never seen that before. We've, we've we've never seen anybody think about that it grows on the dipstick, and and there's just too many other questions. But if he wants, here's the deal. One oil change, one oil lab would tell you if the presence of an abundance of fuel or coolant, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. But in order to determine metal, you have to have what we call a trend analysis. So you have to do an oil sample at 5,000, then you do another oil sample at 5,000, and then you look at the aluminum and the brass and all the metal content, and you don't want to see any growth between the five and the 10,000 sample. That's what okay. we typically use oil for. Um, real quick, the, the not too long ago, we screwed up an oil change really bad. And through the grace of God, we the, the customer figured out that we messed up and shut the motor off before it trashed the motor. So we took it and we fixed the the we fixed the filter we put on wrong, and we got everything situated. And the customer was obviously concerned and said, you know, well, Mark, what happens in 30 days if the engine fails? And I said, I want you to come back in a thousand. We're going to do an oil sample. We're going to do another one at two, and we're going to do another one at three. If we're shedding metal, it's my fault. I'll, I'll fix the motor. I'll fix it or I'll replace mm -hmm. it. But if we're not shedding metal, then that should put you in a comfort zone that says the aluminum number, the brass number, the Babbitt number, the iron number, they're all the same. Yeah, you need that initial test to set your baseline. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they call it trend analysis. So that's okay. what we would use an oil lab for. We wouldn't really use the oil lab for this. So two things. Check the check the oil when after it's been sitting for 10 minutes. I would say at least 10 minutes. And if it's, if it's a little bit over full, is there any... Is, is it going to cause any damage? No, the, and the best way to check that is if you think it's going to cause damage because it's overfilled, start it up, run it, or next time you stop it, immediately get out and check the oil. If the oil is aerated, if there's bubbles on the dipstick, then that is a problem. Okay, so I would say do all of that before you do any oil lab analysis. Work. We, and notice he said it, it grew. It did not necessarily a full mark. It just, it's, at, it's a little bit above the ad, and the next time you checked it, it's higher than a little bit above the ad. Well, so we got this right. growth issue right. that's doing it. And, and that's, you know, that's, that's good with money. But not, not with oil. <laughs> and Eddie Caruso just walked into the studio. He's a Ford guy. He has no business talking about a damn Chevrolet or a, or a Duramax. But I put a headset on him, and that was a mistake. So let's move on. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kevin. Dan, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Hi. Hey, Mark. Uh, I got a 2015 Toyota Tacoma, and I have a very slow coolant leak. Um, I got 105,000 miles on it. Uh, Took it to the dealer and was having some other warranty work done and asked them to check it. And they said they didn't see any signs of a coolant leak. Um, I asked them if they pressure tested it. They said no, so I asked them to do that. Um, they can't find anything, but it basically my coolant bottle drains in about four months. 
Um, and I'm just wondering, is it like reasonable to expect them to be able to find something like that, something that slow? Well, I, I think I think we need to focus on the bottle being empty and forget the leak. Um, I'm going to think out loud here. I'm looking at you, Eddie. Okay. The, this thing has the ability to draw coolant in, but it's not repressurizing. It's not passing the coolant back. We should have um, we should have hot coolant going into the overflow, and then at nighttime when you shut it off, we're going to suck that coolant back in and fill the radiator up. So we have this back and forth of the coolant. Correct. So we're drawing it out, but we're not drawing it in. I would think that a radiator cap would be the appropriate place to go on this thing first. Fill it up with coolant, but if they pressure tested it like they said they did, and they didn't lose any pressure over 20 or 30 minutes, then we have to. And the only difference between the pressure test and him driving it is the radiator cap, because we take the radiator cap off to pressure test the system. Right. And I guess the other question too is is how large is the capacity of the uh, of the overflow? Because obviously when you get the hot coolant going into the overflow, we're going to have some evaporation of the water. The coolant's not going to evaporate, but the water will. So at a 50-50 mix, we're going to lose some some okay. water. Yeah. So after four months, I don't know if I'd be really that concerned about it. This was a 2015? Yeah, mm -hmm. a 2015 with 100,000 100, miles on it. And he's having warranty work done on it? I want to go to that <laughs> dealer. <laughs> <laughs> it's my extended warranty. Oh, okay. okay. All right. I think if I were you, I'd go down to an auto parts store and I'd buy a stant radiator cap that's that's appropriate for your truck. Um, I would I would take the coolant bottle and I'd fill it to the top. It's going to spit some out. I don't care, but I want it to find its own level. So if you if I fill it up all the way and it gets hot, it's going to pass it in. It's going to overflow the jug. I don't care, but I'm going to let it find its own level. So when it's hot, the level's high. When it's cold, the level's low. There should be a hot and a cold mark on the can, and that would be the easiest way, as far as I can say. Well, and the other question I think is that with this many miles on a 2015, why is the coolant level only being checked every four months? Yeah. If it goes if it goes through that much, or you know, empties the overflow in four months. Yeah. Check it yeah, once a month. It, yeah, and okay. and but but here's something else. You don't have any problem with intermittently. This thing has an engine miss, and after you rev it five or six times, it goes away, right? No, no, runs perfect. Okay, and you've checked the oil cap, and there's no moisture in it, so we don't have a blown head no. gasket. We're not feeding oil or coolant into the engine, so we have to either have a leak at the overflow, we have a leak to the hose at the overflow, or we have a bad cap. If they pressurized it like they said they did and held pressure, if he puts a pressure on it and he walks away for 10 minutes and comes back and it's still holding pressure, I would want my guys to not do that. I would want them to go to lunch or go to the bathroom for as long as they spend in there. We have lots of time <laughs> to be able to, to let the pressure test, test just simmer. Yeah. So I got a very iffy feeling when they did the pressure test. They, they acted like it. Like I was asking something out of the ordinary for them to do a pressure <laughs> test in the first place. Well, the, here's the bad news. The bad news is the service rider went back to the technician, and he's an old grizzly son of a gun. And they said, he wants to know if you did a pressure test. And he said, tell him I did a pressure test. And so the little girl walks back up in front, and she says, yeah, I did a pressure test. But he just didn't yeah. like being told that, so he snapped her head off, and you didn't get the, the bite, too. Yeah, and the other issue is doing a pressure test. There are so many different scenarios that it may leak when it's the engine is at 110 degrees, 160 degrees. It may be leak as it cools down, as the hose is um, 
collapse or expand. Right, so, but but if if the cap if the if the cap's a thirteen pound cap and I put sixteen pounds in there, I'm probably going to find a leak. It really depends okay. sometimes with the thermal expansion of hoses and other components. I'll grant you, but do my let me change my question. Does my does my success rate increase when yes. I blow it up by three pounds or four pounds? Okay, we've been known to do yeah, that. Stress test. Yeah, 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 we've been known to do that. Hey, thank you very much, Dan. Good luck to you, buddy. All righty, Kurtz Automotive is a good place. Kurtz Automotive is I seventeen in Bell Northeast corner. Kurt and Jeff and Eric. Well, Kurt's a good guy. And Eric's a good guy. <laughs> but Jeff is kind of iffy. All right? Je- I, I sent somebody over there the other day and told him to have a used car check over. And I jokingly said to DJ, his name is DJ, tell him to put it on my bill. I got a bill the other day for $11,462. They for said, a used car check? Yeah, used car check. <laughs> but the guy took home 144 cases of carb cleaner. He took two 55-gallon drums of 1540 synthetic diesel oil or 540. And so they have all this stuff. And so I wrote him back and said, hey, you know where you can put that receipt, don't you? (laughs) So anyway, Kurtz is a good guy. I-17 Bell, northeast corner. I've known him for a very long time. And and, and between Eric and Jeff and Kurt, they're all three ASC masters. You should be able to get your car fixed there. We've got a caller. Who's next? Hal is next. Hal, good morning to you. How can we help you? Hi, good morning. Uh, I took my wife's uh, Mazda, it's a Mazda 2, took it into Jiffy Lube, uh, and uh, uh, the the technician told me, he says, uh, say, this this uh, car takes 0 to 20 oil, which I've never heard of, and uh, uh, he said he didn't have any. And I said, uh, well, I put 5 to 520 in. It's... Uh, uh, you know, what's the scoop on that? Well, you'll be okay with 520. Um, you, you, I would prefer that you find a shop that's going to pour 020 for you because that's what the manufacturers call for. But to be perfectly honest, in the big scheme of things, what you did will not hurt your car for this the next 5,000 miles when you're going to have an oil change done again. The zero twenty gives you better fuel economy, gives you better protection, and now we know that we don't need a thirty on the end number, forty on the end number, fifty on the end number. These newer cars like sewing machine oil, and they don't like peanut butter. And I'm giving you the two, you know, the wide open piece, the, the wide open viewpoint. So a zero twenty has a consistency of water, and a ten thirty, a ten forty, a ten fifty, a twenty fifty. That's peanut butter. So we just know that the engine will last longer cool faster and you'll get better fuel economy with the right oil and as a result at our shop we give them the right oil but i don't know how many kinds we have not brands but we've got three four five six different weights yeah and yeah, so we cover the whole spectrum and yeah. we yeah we cover the whole spectrum so perhaps just find a different shop andy thanks for spending your saturday with me sure. eddie thanks for coming uh, to work in your pajamas <laughs> um, and i don't know where you came from but it wasn't home because you smell like perfume and i'll just leave that alone <laughs> so he lives in the northeast of Northwest Valley. He lives 55 miles from here. He just walks in the door and he smells like perfume. What, do you, what kind of a thing can you think? We'll see you next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.